Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Exploring Faith, the podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are streamed live at 10.15 every Sunday on both Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. When God makes a covenant with us, God says, I will love you with an everlasting love. I will be faithful to you. Even when you run away from me, reject me or betray me. In our society, we don't speak much about covenants. We speak about contracts. When we make a contract with a person, we say, I will fulfill my part as long as you fulfill yours. When you don't live up to your promises, I no longer have to live up to mine. Contracts are often broken because the partners are unwilling or unable to be faithful to their terms. But God, God didn't make a contract with us. God made a covenant with us. And God wants our relationship with one another to reflect that covenant. That's why marriages, friendship, life in community are all ways to give visibility to God's faithfulness in our lives together. When God makes a covenant with us, God says, I will love you with an everlasting love. I will be faithful to you, even when you run away from me, reject me, or betray me. God loves people. God loves people. God is relentless in his loving movement towards us. He doesn't give up on anyone. God loves people is the reality that informs and drives the idea of covenant. A covenant isn't a deal or a bargaining position that results in a contract. It is the foundation of an everlasting relationship between God and people that reveals the incredible truth that God wants to be with us, to love us. Sadly, sadly, the same cannot be said of us. And Jeremiah pointed that out to us in our scripture reading this morning. It seems that humankind are the ones who are prone to break the covenant. It's never been broken by God and never will be. That's right. The time is coming when I will make a brand new covenant with Israel and Judah. It won't be a repeat of the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took their hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, even though I did my part as their masters. God's decree. This is the brand new covenant that I will make with Israel when the time comes. I will put my law within them, write it on their hearts and be their God, and they will be my people. They will no longer go around setting up schools to teach each other about God. 
They know me firsthand. I'll wipe the slate clean for each of them. I'll forget they ever sinned. God's decree. There is nothing contractual about this covenant, as in the you do this and I'll do that type of bargaining. That depends on agreement and cooperation from both parties. Jeremiah suggests that the days of contracted base covenants are over and that God is doing something brand new. The proposal being placed before us is that God is saying, I am going to do it all from my side of our relationship. This goes against our ideas of of what is right and fair. But God says... I will do it all, and I will never give up on you. This is the foundation of grace and mercy. A contract is based on our ability to bring something to the relationship. It is heavenly heavenly biased towards our ability to keep our side of the deal. It implies that we can earn earn or deserve God's love, favour and help. Human pride revels at such a prospect. The humiliating reality for human ego is that covenant love is not based on this kind of thinking. God knows that we humans can never keep our side of the agreement. We break the covenant mess up and fail to measure up. This is the human story. The premise of grace is that God does it all for us. God fills up the, the gaps and cracks with his mercy and grace. Let's reflect for a moment on how parents often love their children unconditionally. In such a relationship, the parent does not expect the child to merit or earn their love. The parent realises that little children can earn love and care by behaving or performing to order. A good parent's love is not conditional on their child's ability to earn or merit their love. Although the child's ability to love is often developed within this context. Love can be shared naturally as the child absorbs the parent's love. This kind of relationship transforms both the child and the parent. God's love. God's love transforms everything and heals the damage that is done to relationships. Human experience suggests that retributive justice does not work very well in families or in any other context. Good parents love their children unconditionally. Good parents love their children unconditionally. Even if, even if there is personal hurt and cost in loving this way. Let me give you a personal example of parents who love unconditionally. 
Now, I know you may find this very hard to believe, but growing up, I was a challenge for my parents. I was quite a a a disruptive child at home. I wasn't a problem at school, but at home, it was a different story. I was very disruptive. I would have to to go to the doctors and have checkups to see why I was behaving in this way. Mom and dad asked what could be done to help me. The doctor said that I could be put on medication to help. But he said, he said, the best thing that you can do for Lorna is to love her. Love her so much that you haven't got any more love to give. And she will be transformed. Wow. That's exactly what my parents did. They loved me until they could love me no more. It wasn't easy for them. Good parents love their children unconditionally even if there is personal hurt and cost in love in this way. And as such, this reflects the way in which God loves people. Going forward, going forward together in covenant means that we must love each other to the extent that all of our relationships are transformed. The church is to be characterized by the extent of our love for others. The church is to be a loving, tolerant, accepting and inclusive community of people that is like nothing else on the planet. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quotes, Now there is a final reason I think that Jesus says, love your enemies. It is this that love has within it a redemptive power. And there is a power there that eventually transforms individuals. Just keep being friendly to that person. Just keep loving them. And they can't stand it too long. And sometimes they hate you a little more at that transition period. But just keep loving them. Just Keep loving them. And by the power of your love, they will break down under the load. That's love. That's love, you see. It is redemptive. And this is why Jesus says, love. At the Last Supper, Jesus announces a new covenant His willingness to lay down his life underlines the the radical basis for relationships that will heal and transform the world. When it was time, he sat down all the apostles with him and said, you've no idea how much I have looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. It's the last one I'll eat until we all eat together in the kingdom of God. Taking the cup, he blessed it 
then said, Take this and pass it among you. As for me, I'll not drink wine again until the kingdom of God arrives. Taking bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Eat it in my memory. He did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant written in my blood, blood poured out for you. The breaking and blessing, note the contrast indicated in the two words of the bread, imply that brokenness and healing, death and resurrection are key components of human relationships and the means by which humanity will flourish and thrive. Let me say that again. The breaking and blessing, note the contrast indicated in the two words of the bread, imply that brokenness and healing, death and resurrection are key components of human relationships and the means by which humanity will flourish and thrive. My all, my all is in the master's hands for him to bless and break. Beyond the brook his winepress stands and thence my way I take. Resolved the whole of love demands to give for his dear sake. Christ's covenant with us is one of grace, a covenant of the heart. God's love transforms relationships. In, the follow, in following the example of Jesus, in laying down our lives, in the giving of our lives over to God, so that the, the lost, the broken, the hungry, the prisoner can pick up theirs, we arrive at the heart of discipleship. And we share God's vision of the new kingdom community. So, so this morning, are you prepared to be set apart? To allow the Lord to fully lead you and to lay down your life for the sake of others?